What's up, guys? Welcome to the Social Bamboo Podcast, teaching only the fastest and most sustainable social media growth strategies out there. I'm your host, Derek Fidel. On today's episode, we are talking about social media marketing myths that you need to watch out for in 2022. Any of these things that are still being talked about needs to stop because these are some things that you only have so much control over uh, and things that you really don't need to be concerned with that uh, I've heard a lot of people are. So let me just debunk four different social media myths for you today so that you can carry on with some things that are going to uh, actually produce some results for you. So getting right into it here, the first one is you need to be on TikTok. Yes, it's actually a myth that you need to be on TikTok. Let me be clear though, because for a lot of you, if you figured out reels already, you probably don't have much excuse to not be on TikTok or at least have one. If you are consistently posting reels and some of those reels, I know not all of them because a lot of them rely on the caption to actually be relevant uh, or they just wouldn't make as much sense on TikTok for whatever reason. There definitely is. Uh, there definitely are some reels that I don't want to also post on TikTok. But even if it, like one out of five of the reels you're posting would also work on TikTok, you should probably be doing that. All right. So I'm not saying hey, if you have every right and reason to be on TikTok but still aren't, uh, you don't have to. That's not what I'm saying. I'm more saying this to those of you who I know who are just still figuring out how to set up your website properly, still really trying to get a hang on how you want to do your Instagram, still really trying to figure out uh, what your products are. Maybe you are still creating the products. You're still trying to figure out where to source from. If you are still in those steps, you don't need to stop that and start on TikTok, okay? You can start on TikTok after you've got uh, more of the backend system of your uh, business built and you've already figured out the main platform that you want to grow on. Maybe you want to get into Instagram ads or organic Instagram marketing uh, or somewhere outside of TikTok, LinkedIn, even if there's somewhere else that is your primary uh, traffic source that you would like to pursue first. Um, And and TikTok would be a decent answer uh, for a lot of businesses, though, as their first answer. Um, But still, like YouTube makes a lot of sense for for businesses to pursue. If you're still trying to figure that out, maybe you're getting a podcast started, it doesn't matter. if, if you're trying to also be like, oh, well, Gary Vee told me I need to be on TikTok right now and I'm missing out on the opportunity and it's fading fast, uh, even though that might be true, if you're not ready to take on a new traffic source without really messing up uh, all the other things that you have going on right now, then you don't need to be on TikTok, all right? So hopefully that makes sense, all right? If you can fit it in your schedule, Uh, and it's not that much extra work, you should probably do it, okay? I just posted uh, something on TikTok that uh, was just a clip of the podcast, and I have like 25 followers on my new Social Bamboo TikTok account, and it got like 800 views. So am I glad I posted it on there with no extra work because it was something as I I posted as a reel anyways? Absolutely, all right? If you can do that, go do it. Uh, But otherwise, don't think you need to stop uh, everything else that you're doing if you're really still trying to get a hang of that and go to TikTok. It's not that urgent. Uh, second thing we're going to talk about is uh, second myth that is is unfollows are something to look into. Uh, people will ask me sometimes, "Hey, are there any apps that you recommend so I can track who unfollows me?" And I'm like, "Well, what, what would you even do with that information?" And sometimes they'll say, "Oh, so I can unfollow them." 
and it's just like that that's not even what instagram's all about like that is so much more of like a facebook thing that would be like oh they uh declined my friend request and you know we're no longer friends or whatever that's it's more of a like let's follow each other uh aka let's be friends kind of deal on facebook even tiktok is like that because when you follow someone and they follow you back it calls uh you guys friends after that Instagram is just follow whoever you want to follow with no respect to if they're following you. Okay, the follow unfollow thing. I mean, that was a strategy of the past. I don't even have to talk about that anymore. I think you guys well know that's not really something you want to do anymore uh, for a number of reasons. Um, But that also was kind of making it more a dynamic of, hey, you unfollowed me. I thought we made this unspoken agreement to follow for follow before and now you unfollowed me. You don't have to be like going out to like waste time in your business to essentially seek vengeance on these unfollows. Uh, Feel no shame uh, in unfollowing people just because you don't want to see their content anymore or you're you're following enough people. Um, And for that same reason is why you don't need to look into it. If someone unfollows you, uh, it probably had nothing to do with you personally. Like unless you had just posted something like super uh, outlandish or crazy political, or just some crazy ideology that you think, all right, that's probably where the uh, unfollows came from. It probably just came from them not being active in your market anymore. So for instance, for me, like I train a lot of new business owners. And as you can imagine, there's a lot of new business owners who get into and then realize, hey, this is not what I want to be doing. So I have a lot of business accounts that have like less than 100 followers that their first move was, let me find a social media podcast. They found me, they got started, and then they're like, I don't want to do this, right? So like there's a high turnover rate. When those people unfollow me or just stop engaging, uh, is it anything for me to look into or worry about? Or should I just keep posting and keep putting out podcasts and worry about the people who are actually, you know, ready for marketing consulting or uh, ready for my help in any other way? Obviously, the second answer there. So it wastes a lot of time where there's not really any move to make uh, when you find out who unfollowed or who unsubscribed. Uh, The other day, I saw someone from my email list unsubscribed that I know has been uh, like in my programs, like since, since the very first program I ever came out with. And it was still just like, I know in the past I might have taken some offense to this or whatever, because I just had the wrong way of looking at it. Even though now I'm like, I know it's not that uh, she's doesn't need, she, she doesn't want anything to do with me. She just is like, hey, I don't want to be on your email list anymore. I'll keep following you on Instagram. If I need you, I'll reach out. But she's gone through my program in the past, like years ago, kept up with me multiple times. And uh, we've been in contact in a lot of different ways. But like, it doesn't really mean anything if she doesn't want to be on my email list anymore, right? It's not something for me to be like, oh, let me let me email her, right? Let me see if I can't get her back on, right? Or, or whatever. Like, So if there's no action to take from it, then it's worthless information. And if anything, it's information you don't even want to expose yourself to because You don't need to be thinking about what am I doing wrong because unsubscribes or unfollows aren't necessarily uh, a reflection of you doing something wrong. It's more of a reflection of someone just not uh, wanting anything to do with your content anymore uh, just because of the market that it's in, right? If someone gets really into rock climbing and then they start following you for your rock climbing tips and then like, you know what? I don't even like rock climbing that much anymore. They they break their leg and they, you know, retire indefinitely. Then when they unfollow you, 
then it's not really something to look into, okay? And I know that's like an outlandish story, and you might be thinking, yeah, but that's probably not why they unfollowed me. It's probably something else. You'll never figure out what that reason is, and your guess is probably off. And if you're going to take it personally, uh, then it's just not good information to expose yourself to. So just know that a lot of people on Instagram, uh, including myself, I've been hanging out between 10.5K and 10.6K followers for a year now. Uh, and I really just tried to keep my follows slightly higher than my unfollows. But I think last month I had 140 unfollows and like 97 follows. Um, and really that 147 unfollows it's not really much I can do about it. Like, cause unless I like look into every situation, DM them, uh, and just try to get to the bottom of it. Uh, how many of those people would even respond if you're like, Hey, why'd you unfollow me? Right. They'd probably just ghost you or, uh, leave you on red. Uh, so I mean, it's just not worth the effort. And if you just focus on, all right, how can I get more followers and just kind of know that there's going to be natural flow of uh, people coming in and out um, and not to look into it too much. Um, total myth that you need to look into these or you need to go unfollow these people who unfollow you. There's, there's nothing like that going on on Instagram. Third social media marketing myth are that shadow bans are real. And I love being able to say this now because I was actually one of the first people I ever knew that came out and said shadow bans aren't real. It, in fact, was the first ever like controversial type of content I ever came out with, like in the first year of adding, having the podcast. And there wasn't even that much backlash on it. Um, but there was in like some Facebook groups. I would go into Facebook groups about Instagram marketing and be like, shadow bans aren't real because people would be like, I'm shadow banned. What do I do? And Instagram would come out and say, hey, shadow bans aren't a thing. Uh, this is just like, it just, the reach went away be, because of normal reasons, all right? And it's very, uh, people people uh, really like to look into I, re reasons why the reach went down outside of blaming it on themselves uh, or their content or just anything that's in their control. And a lot of times you can be posting the exact same content as you are always have, uh, same posting time, same hashtags. You don't know what the hell you're doing uh, wrong, um, but it's just like not getting nearly as many likes as it used to. So for instance, like right now, if you were to do, to do a regular post right now with the same hashtags, everything held consistent versus even six months ago, but we'll say a year ago to really drive in the point, the amount of likes you would get one year ago on that post would be so much more than today simply because the organic reach has gone so much to reels. And like that, if you would post a reel right now versus a year ago, it actually might do a little bit better right now than it did a year ago. Probably not as good as when reels first came out, like if you got in like those first six months and it took so uh, it took uh, all of us so long to figure it out. Like I only would say like recently in the last six months have I really figured out how I want to do my reels. Um, but if you figured it out in the first six months, you were probably crushing it. Um, but right now compared to about a year ago, if the quality is the exact same everything held consistent you might even do better posting it today than you would a year ago and people will look at things like this and be like oh i did a regular post and i got 13 likes which just happened to me right i uh, typically screenshot twitter quotes and get between 80 and like 150 or 200 likes and this last one got like 12 like all my reels are doing better than ever um 
you know, pretty much. And then uh, my regular posts are just dying. And it's the same thing for everyone. And this would just be one of those things where people will reach out to me and look at that and say, oh, dang it, it looks like I got a shadow ban. Instagram doesn't like me. Why did they shadow ban me? I know it's not my content, but it's just sometimes it's not that your qual the quality of your content was bad. It's just you're not doing the posting type that Instagram is really favoring at that time. So just know that any time you come to the conclusion, really on any app that you're shadow banned, um, unless the company uh, has given you a warning as to like why you're getting some kind of restriction, the chances that you have one are next to nothing, okay? So Instagram used to do like what people would call shadow bans that were more legit, which was uh, like and comment blocks. I, I haven't seen these in forever, uh, but before if you would like 100 posts in like 20 minutes, you'd probably get a like block. You'd get a, a message from Instagram that says you've been like blocked, you can't even like posts. And then, then you could experience, uh, you know, obviously that lack of feature and maybe some lack of other things. Um, if you're not getting any kind of notification from them, know that you're not really violating any rules. Uh, a ban, using a banned hashtag was literally the only way um, that someone would get shadow banned um, in the past and it be a legit thing because if you use a banned hashtag, um, then it will make the entire post, uh, like all the hashtags on the post not work. Uh, if you don't know what a banned hashtag hashtag is there's not a ton of them anymore actually you can type in you know some uh vulgar words uh into instagram and click on the hashtags and get some examples for some that are banned uh and just know that you know if you use that hashtag uh, just all the hashtags and the reach on your post are just instantly going to be killed. So that was pretty much the only time that someone would reach out to me and say, hey, I have a shadow ban. And then I look into it and then actually be able to find uh, a reason that we just have to take out that hashtag a lot of times or just say, hey, stop using that on all your future posts. And sometimes it's not even the most vulgar of a word. It's just uh, a random thing that was banned. Uh, but Instagram uh, has unbanned a lot of them that used to be. There's just a lot more uh, booby traps that you could fall for in this respect before otherwise uh, there's a reason why not many people tell me they're shadow banned anymore it's just because there's not really uh, many occasions that you're going to get banned uh, on Instagram so that's great because that was a huge issue but just know if you're shadow banned there's probably an actual reason apart from the app hates you fourth thing we're covering is that you can sell or the fourth myth is that you can sell directly from social media. And it's not that you can't uh, ever, it's just that it's not nearly as effective as indirectly selling from it. I'm gonna give you some examples. And also, you'll maintain your engagement and your follower growth a little bit better, not being directly promotional from Instagram as much. Now, I really wanna be sure to be clear here because let's say you are running a Black Friday sale for your company and you are running the sale from Friday to the next Friday even, right? It's a one-week Black Friday sale that starts on Black Friday and goes to the next Friday. How many times should you post about that sale? Probably every day, all right? Pretty much every day you should post about that. Over those seven days, you can definitely directly talk about it, do regular posts, do story posts, and that's one of those things where people will say, oh, I would never want to bug people every day. But the thing is that you're not. Even if they would have the slightest chance of seeing all seven posts or story posts from you on all seven of those days, the chances that they would actually 
read it are very small or even stop on it are very small. So like even if you would post about it for seven days in a row, you'd only catch so many people uh, at a time. All right. Like there are some of those people who would really only get the message received on like one of those posts even if they saw the other six they'd be in a fast scroll mode or they'd be on their story and they're not really eh, i don't really want to uh read this right now and they just ignore it so um in cases like that where you're running a promotion over a short time if you're running a giveaway can you over promote during those times not really if anything people way under promote like they'll be like i posted the giveaway once and i got this many people i'm not sure what to do Post it again and again. Oh, well, I don't want to bug people. It's going to be a quarter second of their day, and a bunch of them aren't even reading it, and a bunch of them won't even comprehend what's going on until like the fourth post they see from you. So I just want to clarify that before I say what I mean here, um, which would be that if you're an account that we were kind of posting sales all the time, like you, it wasn't just like, oh, yeah, it's Black Friday or it's, you know, 4th of July. Like we, we run like four sales a year. If it's like you running sales all the time, if you're an apparel company and like every day you're posting about sales and promos, obviously there's a level that your account can become a little bit too much promotional versus educational or helpful content that wouldn't be good. Um, that's when you actually would start uh, encouraging unfollows on your own in a way that you know probably wouldn't be great. Um, but so few of you have that problem. So please know, like so few of you have the problem of over-promoting. Way more of you have the problem of under-promoting. But um, what I mean from not selling directly from Instagram is that uh, this is easier to do with products that are more simple. If you're selling apparel or artwork, when people can just see it and they're like, okay, it's a painting, I get it, it's that size, and obviously that's what a painting look like. That's what it looks like. I like the painting, cool. There's not that much of a sales process, right? So those sales can happen a little bit more naturally from people just seeing organic posts from you, just posting your product. Uh, th those can happen a little bit more naturally. But with a lot of other products that aren't so simple, where there's actually some selling points that really need to get across, or you're selling digital education or coaching programs, things where there's a much more of a no like, and trust factor, and they have way more questions about the offer before they would buy it, it's usually not good to take social media traffic and send them directly to a product page or just a link to buy. It's better to send them to a core piece of content first, uh, as it's typically called. So a core piece of content for someone selling a $1,000 course uh, is typically like a webinar, right? So they do like a one hour webinar. And then at the end of that one hour webinar, it should handle all objections, uh, build some value and then present the price of their course and then build some urgency and try to close them on that course, right? So you wouldn't send from Instagram story to buy your $1,000 course. You would send from Instagram story to your free one hour training, which would then pitch your $1,000 course. Okay, so a lot of times social media marketing is more effective when you're sending to like a free opt-in or something that's a little bit more fun and easy to promote to people uh, while they're in their leisure time during their scroll rather than right from social media to the point of sale. The simpler your product is, the more acceptable it is. Um, but a lot of times even just sending to a blog article on uh, it, like if you were selling uh, ring lights and rather than sending to a, a link on 
you know, $30 ring light by now, you would send them to a link on uh, five things to look for when buying a ring light or uh, three ways that you should point your ring light at you to create the best cinematic lighting effects. All right. And they're like, okay, I'll read this article. And then at the end of it, it says, if you would like a discount on a ring light, go here. So sending to a core piece of content, uh, whether you have products or um, services, is often a lot better of a move uh, from your social media. And then also you're not ever bugging people, even though it's very hard to actually bug people um, like a lot of people think <laughs> they are from like posting about their product ever. They're like, oh, I, don't, I hope I didn't bug people. Uh, sending to that you can do all day, right? You can say, hey, make sure you check out this article on the three cinematic lighting styles to use with your ring light. And you can promote that all day. You can create reels about that a lot easier. You can create tons of different content around that that is actually going to be valuable to people and go places and get their attention more so than just going right from social media directly to a buy link. So start thinking more of your social media sales processes like that. What core piece of content can I send them to and have more of your marketing efforts based around that. So those are the four social media marketing myths. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. Podcast listeners also subscribe reviews. Much appreciated. Look forward to episodes every Monday and Thursday, and I'll talk to you guys soon. 